She's a Super Geek is a proud member of the Misdirected Mark Network. Episode 127 is brought to you by our patron, Eric Bontz, and by the podcast Sounds Like Crows. listening to episode 127 of She's a Super Geek, the actual play RPG that highlights women as GMs. Hello all, I'm Andy, and on today's episode, my co-host Senda and I are joined by the golden lasso girl herself, Kimmy, to play the R&D of your RPG game, Decima, now on Kickstarter. It funded in less than 24 hours, and it is fun and easy to learn. If you're a patron, we also have a special initiative starting this episode. We're asking all the guests on each episode to stick around for a little while after the recording and give us a really good RPG story. If you're not a Patreon, but you really want to hear Kimmy's story, you can go to patreon.com slash sasgeek and sign up there. Hello and welcome to She's a Super Geek. Yay! We are very excited about playing a game called Decima with its creator. Uh, Kimmy, do you consider yourself a creator or a writer or, you know, what's your preferred term? Yeah, I guess designer. Designer. I like all of those options. Like, you can use them interchangeably. So, but it's fun. I feel, I mean, the game is only four pages long, so writer feels a little grandiose. But uh, creator, I like that. Uh, hey, tell us a little bit about you. All right. Well, I am very excited to be here on She's a Super Geek. I'm a big Yay. fan. I am lucky enough to know you through the magic of the internet and social media. And um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I've i been producing tabletop RPG content for, oh my God, over a decade now for the internet. Um, I am the manager and I run Happy Jack's RPG podcast and network. We do streaming and stuff now, too. Uh, so I am that's the, where the money is. Oh yeah, the big <laughs> tabletop RPG those, money. Those big it's making making big the actual ma- play dollars. Yeah, actual play dollars might be able to <laughs> afford the gas to get there. Very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've been doing that for a really long time, and in the last year, year and a half, I've actually jumped into writing my own games. Um, really inspired by getting into um, kind of the indie tabletop. Uh, movement that's happening and playing a lot of indie games with my friends. Um, So I started Golden Lasso Games. Uh, For those of you who don't know where that name comes from, uh, I am a big Wonder Woman fan and I actually started kind of my journey into geekdom through cosplay. So I also dress as Wonder Woman randomly. So that's why it's kind of Wonder Woman theme inspired my my game. So and you can find me at Golden Lasso Girl pretty much everywhere on social media. (laughs) Tell us a bit. um, Tell us a bit about Decima. So Decima is this, uh, we call it the R&D for your RPG. It's actually oh, a I pre-game. Love yeah, it's right. <laughs> uh, I really wish I had been smart enough to write that, but I was actually at the gym and I was explaining to my friend and he's like, oh, so it's like R&D for your RPG. I was like, Stolen. stealing. Thank you. <laughs> yes, I told him so he knows. Um, but basically you play it before a campaign um, and it's it's a really quick card game. You don't need 
like a, a, a big book or anything like that, you can carry it around in your, your game bag. So if you're like at a con, you can also just bring it out and play it for fun, or you can just like have it in there. So if you start a campaign, you can run it. Um, it, it utilizes tarot cards, um, but you do not actually have to know anything about tarot to play the game. All the, the questions are things very for the queen style where there's questions on the cards and you can just play it that way. If you do happen to know things about tarot, it's kind of like Easter eggs. You're like, oh, this question matches the meaning and the inverse of this card. <laughs> and that's great. And if you don't, you don't. And it's fine. And it's like, oh, look at the pretty art on this card. Oh, here's my question. So basically, Decima does three things for your campaign. Um, people come to the, to the table with their characters, at least concepts of their characters, um, depending on, on what system you're playing and the, the type of player they are. Some people want to come with a fully fleshed out, like all their stats and skills and everything done. Some people prefer to come with more of a vague idea, play the game and then finish out their stats and skills. There's three things that Decima creates for you. Um, when you have these characters, it creates character connections. If you've played PBTA uh, hacks before, it was very much inspired by that. I found my friends and I, when we were running games, would actually, like, in whatever system we were doing, if we were doing D&D, if we were doing Traveler, anything like that, we'd actually steal the character connection questions from different PBTA hacks because we love that element of it so much. So that's what really inspired me to be like, I wonder if we could, like make a mechanic for this that would be system like neutral that you could use for anything. So that was really how that got started. So you can get those character connections that really provide that backstory. So, I mean, every once in a while, it's nice to be like, we're strangers who meet at a tavern. But for me, I just love like the, the depth that comes. Yes. So, so that was my strangers meet in a tavern voice. Yeah, I, I loved it a lot. And I also <laughs> agree because it's just not my favorite way to yeah. start a game right. anymore. No. And it's like, and then you spend the first couple sessions like, well, I don't trust this person, even though right. they're like your best friend who you like went to see Star Wars with last night or whatever. Yes. Right. Yeah. Super awkward. Yeah. I'm just like, uh, I just like, I don't want to role play not trusting people who I have to trust. And I know I'm going to end up trusting because we just started a campaign. Right. Yes. So, this kind of gives you that backstory to work off with. And like in a lot of PBT games, you jump in like, oh, like we used to date, but then it broke off and now we're just best friends. And like you have all these like things in your backstory that you can draw on. And it's also like this great gift to the GM. that's like, these are things I can utilize and manipulate to make our campaign interesting. Um, Indeed. Yes. So that's one of the things it does. The other thing it does, um, it creates uh, those same dynamics for the whole group and the world around them. So for example, like our group in the past has worked together and like we really, really pissed somebody off. Who is this person that we pissed off? And we kind of come up with, it doesn't have to be like an in-depth, like, you know, uh, odyssey, but like, oh, we, there was that mayor of that town that got angry when we accidentally like knocked over the statue of him in the middle when we were on a, a adventure one time. Right. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the estranged husband who you stole all of his money from his tavern because of your gambling debts. And then we're so ashamed you ran away. Right. And it turns out he turned to crime because he yeah. was, you know, took loans out from a crime boss. <laughs> right. Yeah. All you those would things. think it's just a random anecdote. Just a, it just certainly never happened to never. Andy. I have no yeah, idea why she knows so much detail. Pulling that off the top of her. Yeah. <laughs> not, not everything has to be quite that in depth. Right, right, right. So you, got, you, you get that same richness of the character connections, but for the group and the world around them. So then, you know, you've got 
it, th- some things that can be beneficial sometimes, um, like, oh, this person really supports us and like maybe they are a patron or something like that. Um, and then there's things that complicate the world for your group, like, oh, we can never go back to that place. That'll be fun. Like, <laughs> so that there. Um, and then the, the third thing that Decima creates um, is it creates details about your location. Um, and I was actually really inspired by a game called uh, Companion's Tale for this one, uh, where generally when you play, you'll lay out just a it doesn't have to be blank. I usually draw like an outline um, on the table. And as you go through, you get questions for the location cards that add things to the map. So you actually end up with not a not a battle map, although if you really wanted to do that, you could, um, but more just like a, an idea of the main location of the story. For example, if you're doing something on like a generation ship, everybody knows, oh, this is where the watering recycle area is. Oh, and this is the bar that we all hang out at and things like that. So you get this shared understanding of the world that it it was kind of revolutionary the first time I did that for a campaign um, when I was developing Dekuma because it was like for the first time I started a campaign as the GM and my players didn't have to ask me a billion questions about the place because they knew it as well as I did because we'd all created it together. Yes. Fantastic. So in some ways, just to just to throw it out there so that like this connects with some other stuff that we talk about sometimes, it sounds to me like this is basically a cool way to gamify your session zero. It's exactly what it is. Absolutely. Yeah. It, and it also it creates this uh, for, for session zero, because I'm a huge believer in session zeros, um, using them for safety, making sure everybody is comfortable. Um, but it also really creates... Um, Again, I'm a teacher, so this is really important to me. I'm a big, uh, like, restorative practice person. It creates this, like, shared ownership of the world. So it, like, really, like, evens the playing field, and the players are just as bought in to their characters and the group and the the NPCs that you can create through Decima and the world. Because some of the questions for the location cards are like, what does, uh, you know, what do people do for fun here? Or what do they think is bad luck? So there's some things that develop the culture of the places too. So it's just like they all come down and sit down and it's like, this is our world. More than here's my world that I made and I'm sharing with you until you care enough about it to feel like it's yours. So it's just, it's kind of cool. I like, I'm very proud of it. (laughs) I love it. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Uh, Cool. And one more thing. Sorry. Yes. Um, the great thing about Decima 2 is all three of those things d- use uh, different suits of cards in the tarot deck. Right. So if you do sit down and you want to play a module and you're like, oh, this module takes place in Waterdeep. I don't need to make a location. You, it's really easy. You just leave out cards and they're actually color coded on the back. So you don't even have to look and see what the front of the cards are. I'm just going to leave out the blue back cards. Um, and so I'll have the character connections and the group connections only. So that's a great thing you can do. Or if you are playing PBT and there's a, like, if you're playing Masks, fantastic, perfect character connection cards such, for that game. Such good cards. I love that game. Such good, such good questions. Yeah, and they're just so perfect. And they're t- tied in with the mechanics of each playbook. Um, you can just use like the location cards and the group dynamic cards. So you can like, it's a very easily... Uh, malleable to like really get what you want as a GM too from your players. Awesome. That's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) And explains why there are cards of many background colors. Yes. (laughs) Usually tarot cards all have the same back. Yeah. But it's, uh, yeah. Usually you don't want to know what suit it is. (laughs) Right. For this game, you do. You do. (laughs) Fair. Yeah. All right, so I have... Oh, Del- I'm so excited. I know, I'm excited too. Okay. Um, 
I'm totally geeking out about like hanging out with you guys. But <laughs> so I'm breathing. What? It's cool. You super cool. I'm fine. What? <laughs> All right. No. So um, I've dealt you hands of cards. Uh, we have three different types of cards in front of you. You have your red cards. Those are your character connection cards. You have the blue cards. Um, it's very dark blue. I realize that. That's one of the things we're changing for the final printing. Um, those are the location cards. And then you have one purple card. The purple card are the major arcana cards from the tarot deck. And they're the ones that are going to be those group connections. Um, I, as the GM, have uh, only purple cards. So we'll end each round with me asking you a question that the group will decide. You're the group dynamics. And I say group because generally there's a lot of people. There's only two. That's okay. It works. You can play uh, Decima um, with it. You can actually, I've played it by myself to get inspiration for a campaign sometimes. Um, you can play it with one person. Um, I played it a very long night with uh, some wine and seven people one time. And that oh was a very God. long session. <laughs> <laughs> as, people, as people enjoyed and imbibed, it got longer and longer, but it was still incredibly fun. <laughs> but that was quite the playtest. Um, so as we go through, I'm going to have you flip over specific cards. Um, as I said earlier, it is tied with the meaning of the card. So when you flip over the card, the, the question that's facing you will be the question you ask. Because when you read tarot cards, the meaning of the card changes if the card's facing up or facing down, right. if it's inverted. So the same thing with the questions for Decima. The meanings and the questions change depending on which way the card is facing. Um, some people really love to like spin the card before they flip it over so that like fate gives them their right question and things like that. <laughs> so feel free to do that. Um, and it doesn't matter. There's no like specific spread. Like some people like who know tarot like lay them out like actual tarot cards. So I generally just put them in like a little line because... I'm doing a lot, usually running the game. Um, so it doesn't really matter how you lay them out, however you feel comfortable. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. All right. I'm very cool. excited. Yay. Okay. Sunday had to stop me multiple times last night. From, like, <laughs> right. I was like, no, you, you can't build all of the this is the game the world <laughs> the whole point is we're gonna do that yeah together yeah is now a good time for us to tell you the brief oh concept God. that we came up with last night this is perfect so okay so we, before you start the game <laughs> yes. you come up there there's actually an agreements card in the deck um so we want to agree together on our location and the setting and then the tone of our game which is again like i was saying session zeros are super important um and if you're going to have people sit down and kind of brainstorm and and improv and come up with these these characters in this world you want to make sure everybody's thinking of the same world you don't want one person saying oh we're going hunting and one person's thinking like ranger in the forest somebody's thinking wascally wabbits you know that doesn't generally end up well <laughs> so um yeah why don't we talk about uh your the setting that you have decided to pick <laughs> you're very excited well yes we are i pretty am excited because <laughs> So the shorthand we came up for it is Werewolf Western. So we're, we're basically thinking about, like, urban fantasy, but not urban. Western. Like, Western. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, like, modern Western or, like, 1850s, like, like Wild okay, West. Yeah, okay, nice. like Wild West Western. Yes. Okay. Um, and but with so with it being specifically, like, not everyone is a supernatural being. Right. Kind of more monster hearts where it's like this, like, your secret underground. Yeah. Got it. Monsters, quote unquote. 
humans that are living their normal lives, some of whom may know, some of whom may not. And I actually said I'm going to change my character concept. I had a better idea. It's fine. <laughs> you weren't. That's great. You weren't glued into it. I promise. Thank you. <laughs> Fantastic. That's awesome. So werewolf wild west. That's very. Yeah. Exciting. I mean, I I think that there can also be vampires and right. Yeah. And stuff. Right. We yeah. just went we for alliteration. That. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like it. I like it. <laughs> Uh, for Werewolf, the World of Darkness setting, there's actually a splat book that's Werewolf, the Wild West. Which is really? Yeah, oh, man, cool. here we, we thought, thought we were being so, so creative. creative. Well, you are. It's creative. <laughs> I don't think it's actually official. I think, like, someone just wrote it and, like, okay. put it on DriveThruRPG or something. Um, but, yeah, no, that's very exciting. I actually haven't done this particular one. Yay! <laughs> like, Yay! Yeah. So I've done so many different settings with this, and I haven't found one it doesn't work for yet. But who knows? Um, awesome. And why don't you tell me, uh, so our location, what do you want our location to be? Do you want it to be a specific town? We can do anything from like a, a state, mm-hmm. like a full, like assuming we're in the Wild West, like there's the, the basic um, y- y- old U.S. states or territories, we'll assume. Um, and then uh, so we can do that or we can do like a specific town. It tends to be a little more influential if it in the on the campaign, if you pick a little bit of a smaller location. Right. But it's up to the two of you. I was thinking a town and it's sort of immediate area. OK. Yeah. Because in the in the Wild West, you know, it's not just the town. It's also the homesteaders and the ranchers and the miners, yeah. you know. Right. But they all yeah. come to the town because that's the only place you can buy anything. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the only place you can get supplies, too. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Teaching the gold rush right now. Yay for fourth yep. grade California history. Hooray! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, perfect. Um, and we'll flesh out a little bit more about the town. Um, be thinking of a name, because that is going to be your job. But we don't need to have that right this very moment. Um, and then tone for the game. Do we want, it's kind of like, I know we kind of, any game and any campaign kind of bounces back and forth a little bit on tone sure. based on like the tension of the moment and things like that. But generally, what is the tone? Do you want to be silly? Do you want it to be serious? Do you want it to be... So to me, um, if I were going to sit down and play this campaign, I would want it to have kind of a Buffy feel. Yes. Right? Like nice. there are very serious things that can happen, but it can also be very funny like just depending on the beat structure and like yes there are monsters but like not in a true horror yes perfect yeah and that's a a great way of just but not horror yeah yeah (laughs) you're still really worried about the prom dress like come on that's an important detail like I mean (laughs) we're still really worried about you know like finding food and all of this Mm -hmm. although I think we might play monsters (laughs) which makes it more interesting (laughs) like trying to hide instead of playing humans but like I think there's like definitely that element of I I think what was partially really interesting about it was that the the tension between like being a monster and trying to be hidden and maybe that's like why you go out to the west where like there's law it's lawless right (laughs) um and uh, so you might be able to get away with it easier, but like still not wanting to be discovered because you'll get staked or burned or whatever. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Tarred and great. feathered. Yeah. I um, think and they would probably murder you. Oh. Well, yeah, I mean, I so. after tarring Try. and feather you. You could tar and feather and then get lit on fire. Like, that would be bad. Yeah. <gasps> okay. Can you imagine tar and feathering if you had fur? That would be terrible. That would be really awful. <laughs> Sorry, just thinking like the werewolf angle. I'm like, oh, no, that's so that would bad be puffers. The worst. <laughs> you would have to shave the werewolf. Oh, so bad. 
Naked Ugh. werewolf. Oh. <laughs> oh, I just want to give it a hug. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, and you actually inadvertently did one of the things that I've really noticed. Um, and people who run Decimo eventually will probably notice when you ask people for tone, generally they do cite specific examples of TV shows or movies. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something I really encourage because it immediately gives like a shared understanding. Where if you use words like serious, like that can have um, different meanings for different people. Yes. Um, but naming something like Buffy is like a great a great way to really clarify tone. Even if you're not playing Decima, if you're just doing a session zero, it's <laughs> one of the things I love to always have people do. Yes. Perfect. All right. Um, there is an X card in play. Uh, you can use the X card. The, the X card is actually me- uh, mechanized in Decima. So if you draw a card and you're like, oh, we kind of answered this question already, or uh, this doesn't feel like it applies to my character, most of the questions apply pretty well. Or if you're just like, that's just a boring question. I'm not interested in answering that. I'd rather get something more interesting. Just tap the X card and just you don't have to say anything. You don't have to explain why, but you put it down and you can just draw another card of the same color. Um, You can also use the X card if you're uncomfortable for any reason. Sure. Anything from, oh, you named the NPC Steve, and my dad's name is Steve, and that's weird, and I don't like that, mm-hmm. to something that actually like like makes you very uncomfortable. You will not be questioned on that. I know every, you and your listeners, I'm sure, are very familiar with the X card, I know, but I, I, I find it's it best practice to always explain always it at the beginning of every it. game. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Um, and uh, some people question why I did that with the X card. Um, it's something that was, again, inspired by For the Queen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really find that having it uh, mechanized normalizes its use. So it's not suddenly like when someone touches it, everyone's like wondering, oh, I wonder why they're upset. It's like, oh, they just didn't like that question. Like, like it just makes it takes takes the tension down about it and makes it very yeah. normal in a thing that happens. So, and a bunch of my friends now are super snobby with their questions, and they just like, nope, nope. And like, I think you're looking for a specific card. Maybe, shh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cheaters. <laughs> Cheating at role-playing games. <laughs> so, uh, okay, I think that's all uh, the prep. Um, why don't you tell me about your characters? Um, that's the question every TTRPG player loves. Um, and you can you can come to the table uh, with a fully developed character with stats and everything, or you can um, you can come to the table with just a vague idea. Usually, it helps to have a name, uh, an occupation, and a little idea of backstory at least when you come to the table, and some basic skills or. Uh, generally, that can also be wrapped up in their occupation. If you're like, I'm a thief. You don't necessarily have to say, I, I'm good at sneaking. I mean, I think we all probably can guess that. I mean, you could be a thief that's not. That would be something important to tell everyone, though, before you play. Um, I am going to be uh, Elizabeth Moon. And uh, because of that, um, I think the obvious thing there would be th- then be that I am a werewolf. So I think I'm going to be a vampire. Okay. That's more interesting. And uh, I think that I... I work at the uh, the saloon. I do the night shift. Celestia McKee. Ooh. So Celestia McKee. The oh my god, I love this idea, but tell me if it's too much. <laughs> Celestia McKee is the deputy in town, and the sheriff is a himbo. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like he he he's not the smartest. Uh. Crayon in the drawer? No, I'm mixing my metaphors box. again. Cray- uh, sharpest crayon, brightest. 
sharpest crayon in the box. But he has a very good heart and he is, you know, a defender of law and justice and just needs occasionally to be led astray from the truth of things that is going on. I think Celestia is half werewolf and I don't know what that means in this setting, but I really like that idea. Well, hopefully you stay up late since I decided to be a vampire. Yes. (laughs) Well, I don't know if half werewolf means she doesn't change or or she occasionally changes or she has control. I don't know. Interesting. I just, my mind went half werewolf and I went, yes. So you're telling me you could be a werewolf or you could be an accidental Lugaroo. (laughs) True. I could be an accidental Lugaroo. (laughs) That makes things very interesting. Okay. (laughs) All right. Uh, and yeah, and generally when you play Decima, you know what system you're playing in. Obviously, because this is a demo, we're not like actually preparing, sadly, for a campaign. Um, <laughs> but generally, you'd sit down and you'd be like, oh, we're playing in World of Darkness, or we're playing Urban Shadows, or whatever it I is. feel like this would have to be fate. <laughs> yeah, it would have to be fate, Probably. for sure. <laughs> so, um, yeah, perfect. Okay, great. Um, and we will find out a little bit more about them as we play. So, uh, let's begin Decima. So, uh, Sanda, what was your name again? I'm sorry. Uh, Elizabeth Moon. All right. So we're going to start with the character connection cards. Those are the red cards. So um, if either one of you are feeling excited and want to try it, you can flip over one of your red cards and we'll start with you. Ready? Go. All right. We'll go with Andy. Andy. Oh, okay. (laughs) I decided it was you. (laughs) Cool. So I'm looking at... The three of wands, I believe. Okay. Okay. I don't know a whole lot about tarot, but I know wands, cups, swords. Pentacles. Pentacles. Okay. Yes, for <laughs> coins. Coins. Yeah. Again, like that's you. You can read it out if you want, but right. read definitely read the question. Sure. But the the, the actual tarot meanings are okay. more Easter eggy. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just fill in Elizabeth Moon. Okay. Elizabeth Moon could help you get something you want if you'd ask. What keeps you from asking? <laughs> I, I, I have some thoughts immediately. Do you have okay. thoughts? Okay. Now, the, w- the way it works with the, the cards that you have is it's an individual question. If you want to ask for input, you totally can. Um, but you get to kind of decide if you have something you're like, no, I have an idea for this that I'd like to go with. You do not have to ask for input. No, I am. Um, yeah. So you kind of, I, yeah, I you keep it to myself. Since no, no, Senda, your card, you're excited. You tell me, tell me. No. <laughs> yes. Tell me. You're okay. excited. Well, I don't. Yeah, she's asking for. It's, it's not, it's not a fully fledged idea. So I'm throwing it That's at you to okay. see if That's, that uh, yeah. fosters some creativity on your end. So the really interesting thing to me is I feel like a good reason to not ask me to do things is that I might do them in extremely violent and gory ways Ooh. because yes. I am a vampire. So I feel like my solution to like a lot of problems is potentially to murder people. And so like that might <laughs> be a good reason not to ask me to deal with the problem. Nice. <laughs> so I think there's an outlaw. Okay. That gives us a lot of problems in the town and in the, you know, in the countryside around the town. Does he write poetry on the bodies that he leaves behind? He, he might write poetry. <laughs> and, oh, Senda, we need an What's outlaw his name? name. Oh, <laughs> shoot. Tad Williams? Sammy like, the... <laughs> Sammy the squid. I don't know. Not, okay, Sammy the squid is the squid. our evil outlaw. Okay. Why do they call him the squid? You don't want to know. Oh, 
Thank you. But I really do. <laughs> and as much as as much as I adore our himbo sheriff who will have some sort of very strong masculine name at some point, Sammy the Squid has somehow slipped out of our grasp many times. Just kind of uh slippery. Slippery, Slippery. Almost like distraction. A cloud of of ink and then just (laughs) I think I think at some point there's actually there actually is some sort of like cherry smoke bomb thing that he does. Mm -hmm. Well, at least we assume (laughs) it's like a cherry bomb. (laughs) You and I Beth know that it may not be that he may be part squid or be able to shoot things out of an ink sack. Oh god, I hope not. I'm regretting this name. I I love it. Yeah. As a DM, I am very excited about this. Yes. I'm pleased, but I'm going to say this time the tentacles are your fault. So That's fair. <laughs> I wasn't thinking tentacles. I was thinking I know. Oh. You totally just put your hand under your chin and, and made, then it made tentacle tentacles. Sign. Made tentacles. <laughs> so I guess that's fair. <laughs> so I would love to ask for Beth's help because mm-hmm. Beth would be able to track Sammy the Squid down and take care of him no problem. However, he is such a notorious outlaw that if he got taken out by a vampire, it would it has the possibility to reveal us all. Mm-hmm. Because Beth is many things, but she is not subtle. Yeah, I was going to say, I Great. love that what we've evolved here is that I'm not subtle. <laughs> no. Perfect. Uh, perfect. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and yeah, that like this is kind of like what you end up coming up with. You don't come up with every time you face Sammy the Squid, but you come up with the NPC. And the real thing is like you learn uh, and create things about the characters. So great. So it is your turn. Please flip over a red card. Okay. So I have um, you and Celestia blow off steam together. What do you do? Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see. We're at the saloon, and I'm obviously up all night, every night. Um, what are you up all night to do? Get lucky. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Hey, Andy, there's a couple of different ways that I can see this going. How intimate <laughs> do you feel comfortable with our relationship being? It's <laughs> a good question. I mean... If we are intimate, I think that we're not in a romantically attached relationship. <laughs> oh my god, so... But you are very attractive. I mean, I should be. Yes, because you're, yeah. you're a beautiful vampire who works the night shift. Yeah, no sparkles. I'm a deputy. Though. No sparkles. sparkles I'm a deputy right who out. needs to blow off steam. So we are friends with benefits. Um, Let me throw this out there and tell me how you feel about it, because it does affect your character. Okay. I think we're friends with benefits. What if um what if there's a certain amount of like both um physical intimacy but like um do you rem- I'm going back to Buffy. Do you remember that season where he like gets hooked on the danger aspect of like letting vampires partially bite him? Yes. Yeah. How do you, is it I didn't, your reaction wasn't go, so no. Yeah, Um, no. Cool. All right. So I think, no, no, no. That's why I'm asking. Um, Cool. So um, I think, I think that maybe we blow off seem like when, when we both get like way overstressed or whatever, like then we end up sleeping together again, like as another one night stand. And then we're like, oh no, we did the thing again. (laughs) 
How about that? (laughs) I love it. Yes. Nice. I really like that because then there's there's like the, then we, then we will have the opportunity to have really, really awkward, like day after. Yes. Like, like, especially if one of us, most likely me is attempting to pursue another romantic interest. Oh yeah. Uh, You absolutely should. I feel like you don't have romantic interests Mm -hmm. as much. Nope. I don't. I don't. Yeah, it's super awkward. We gotta, we got yeah. You, you gotta stop doing that, or uh... yeah, it's it's ruining my reputation as a deputy. Honestly, <laughs> well, oh, oh, you people know. Oh. <laughs> it's a small town. It is a small town. Whispernet. Yeah. yeah, I, I think people don't know, but people know. They suspect. Yeah, they suspect when we end up disappearing at the same time. Right. The walk of shame in the morning. Wasn't she wearing that parasol? Yeah. 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 Not parasol. You could carry a parasol all the time. But was she wearing that skirt yesterday? (laughs) Yeah. All right. So I'm a costumer. I should totally have better words to use. Sorry. (laughs) That's okay. Me too. (laughs) How do we feel about the sheriff being Clay Mayfield? Oh, Clay Mayfield is great. Yeah. Yeah. Is Clay Mayfield your romantic romantic interest? There is, I think there is 30 Rock, (laughs) (laughs) Tina Fey, Alec Baldwin energy, except he's extremely good looking and, and not significantly older than me uh, and not as smart as Alec Baldwin's character. So we work together so much that people expect there to be, and maybe there is sometimes, and who knows what happens when you're out on the range, but... (laughs) Whatever, it's not my problem. You're not. We're yeah, not yeah. in a. We're not in a, any sort of commitment or relationship here. Yeah, he's very, <laughs> very good looking. Good. All right, this is very fun. I already have a ton of stuff um, <laughs> that we could use in our hypothetical campaign. Yeah. Uh, so now we're going to switch it up a little bit. We're going to flip over a location card. So those Ooh. are the ones with the dark blue in the back. Yeah, Senda. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, that was one card. We have our. Oh no, that our, was two. I'm sorry. There was two cards. We've just two played cards. a lot of For the Queen, so we start asking each other questions without thinking about it, um, right. which is great. It's very helpful. Cool. Um, and yeah, and you can talk about that ahead of time. Um, I've played with groups who aren't as versed in games like For the Queen or Quiet Year and things like that, and they tend to like answer the question like the again the fourth grade kid who got called on in class. Uh, yes, I uh, like that. <laughs> so it's it's nice to have like some uh, verbose conversation as the GM if you're running Decuma. Yeah, uh, you know, encourage. You can ask prompting questions. You can ask follow up questions, um, and other people at the table can too. And so like clarify that at the top. Right. Yeah. Cool. So awesome. I like this because it can go overground and underground in different ways. Ooh. Okay. How nice. are exceptional members of our location recognized? Ooh, Ooh, nice. That is super good. Yeah. So, and that get calls back to uh, our town, which we still haven't named. We need to come up with a name for our town. We don't have to do that right this moment, but as we figure out and learn about the town, we might come up with fresh a name if you have an idea. Springs. Fresh, what is it? Fresh, fresh springs? springs? Fresh, fresh, sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Clearwater could... Springs? <laughs> Colorado Springs. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hold on. Wild West Town Name Generator. Oh, there you go. Lost Brook. Ooh. Okay. I'm cool like with that. that. Yeah. Fresh Springs sounds like a little bit like, like a soap. So. <laughs> it does. Lost Brook. Lo- Lost, Lost Brook. Brook. I like yeah. that. 
There was a brook, but we don't know where it went. I think it's no. more like someone was lost and they found a brook and they couldn't find their way back, so they just stayed. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's how a lot of towns in the Wild West started. I feel like Probably, it's true. Yes. <laughs> All right. So we're in Lost Brook. So we're in Lost um, Brook. So yeah. So how are exceptional members of the Lost Brook community recognized? So the humans, at least, there is a banker who is the sort of de facto mayor who may or may not have the Lost Brook community's best interest at heart. Ooh, dun-dun-dun. Yeah, but he's the only one with the money to get things done in town. So exceptional members of our location basically become part of his inner circle. Mm. And it is a very, in some ways it's very informal in that you know, it's not like invitations go out for you to, like, come to this banker's home. It is very much, it is very much a, like, the banker taps you. And you get invited directly by the banker or directly by husband or wife or someone. I like that. Let's have the banker have a husband. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um... I, one of the things I love about doing Wild West stuff like in modern day is we just can queer it up and yeah. nobody is. Yeah. No. Yeah. And that's it's, cool. Yeah. So yeah, totally. the, the banker's husband, who is of course the sort of social butterfly of this town, wayfish of a husband. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Always the best dress. <laughs> uh, so what is this banker's name? Okay. Send a, I got, I ended up with two really good ones. Sumner Turton. Uh-huh. Or Dudley Waddle. I oh my god! I think it's got to be Dudley Waddle. Dudley Waddle. And actually, um, I so I have a follow up question to ask you. Um, now that we've kind of covered the the human civilization element, yes. Um, how is there a way that we identify other supernatural beings who are kind of embedded in in secret in this community? Yes. <laughs> How is that, Senda? <laughs> I don't know. You're just like, yes. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't come up with that part. I just asked you the question. I mean, I think I'm tempted to say um, there's maybe some kind of aura that is not visible to human eyes, mm. but that is visible to other supernatural beings. Yes. Right, like if you just get a glimmer or something, um, like when when the light hits it right, you can see, like some sort of, an, I, aura is the best word that I can come up with, right? Oh, Dudley and Reuben Waddle. Dudley and Reuben Waddle. What? Oh, <laughs> that is amazing. I love it so much. <laughs> you repeat it for me one time so I can write it down. Yeah, again. Dudley. So the banker is Dudley Waddle. Yeah. Dud. And the husband is Reuben Waddle. Yes. Oh, God. And we are saying that magic, or not magical creatures, monsters and whatnot have auras. Yeah. Okay. So that's how we can identify each other. Yes. So, so I think it. as a half werewolf, I don't have powers, but I have somewhat of an aura. Yeah. You've got just okay. enough that people can pick up on it. Yeah. Right. And that yes. allows me to sort of go back and forth. Yeah. Okay. But I'm uh, very vulnerable also because I'm just a human. Yeah. 
but like <laughs> waving the flag. Waving of, the of flag of being monster. more than human. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Nice. I like that a lot. Was your mom or your dad or like, how did this happen? Hmm. Let's wait. And oh, sorry. We'll get a card that'll. I'm really it. interested in it, but we can ask it later. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If there are things that you want to know that don't get asked by the question, feel free to keep asking. Um, so, does Dudley or Ruben, do either of them know monsters exist? Ooh. This is something we could think about. If we come up with a situation where we right. want them to know, then we can do that. But I think that's a good question oh. for us to kind of percolate on. I, I, I think. Dudley knows, but doesn't really believe. Got it. Okay. Does that make sense? So, like, he's, like, heard people say, like, oh, I saw this. Right. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A little bit too into the moonshine or whatever. Yeah. Superstition. Can I I say a thing that I think would be cool with that? You can can decide if you like it or not, Andy. Um, yes. What if Ruben is some kind of <gasps> monster yes. and Dudley oh, okay. doesn't believe in them? And so we've got Ruben has a certain amount of two-face happening because he's pre- pretending to be a perfect little human husband. But he's really like yes. a succubus or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Perfect. I am. Yes, let me. I'm now looking at a list of like different monsters? kinds of monsters. Well, yeah. we can sort that part out later, but <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe you don't know. Can, Maybe can we you don't tell know. by yeah. auras. I don't know. If or we can, can you just say that's a monster, or are they like different colors based on the monster type? I mean, I feel like there's probably some pretty standard ones that are like you're a vampire, but like um, somewhere between a shade of you know the one degree of lightness between you know a succubus and a harpy or something like so. Mm-hmm. Unless you've seriously studied or something, you can't just glance at someone and completely tell what they are. Yeah. I think that would be awesome. cool. I think being yeah. able to identify like some sort of genre of monster, like you're in the yeah. reds, so you're a werewolf or whatever, but like, yeah. Yeah. Nice. So, you know, he is something, you know, kind of about where he's at on the monster spectrum, mm-hmm. but you're not quite, you don't have, know exactly what mm-hmm. uh, Ruben is. Nice. Yeah. All right, so we're going to retcon the thing a little bit. So take this section, Quincy, and put it after the red cards before we do the blue cards. So I apologize for this. <laughs> um, so at, th- at the end of a round, when you've done, uh, everyone's done, flipped over one card, um, I, the GM, I only have purple cards in front of me, which are the group dynamic cards. Sure. So at the end of each round, I flip over a card and I ask you the question for us to answer collaboratively collaboratively as a group so these these have to be kind of agreed on by everybody it can't like one person kind of take the lead if they have an idea which is great but everyone has to like consent and agree to it um so i flipped it over and it is the magician um ooh, what does the group believe is the punishment for evil deeds so this doesn't have to be the location like people in the town it's literally our party so the two of you and I think what's really interesting about this is it's probably the reason that we are in hiding from humans in this particular Ooh. scenario, right? So, like, uh-huh. um, what would they do if they found out? Um, I I feel like it has to be slightly different for each of us because we're different types of creatures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think they would leave me in the sun. Oof. If they knew that would kill you, yes. Yeah. I th- so I guess I think the thing that we're worried about is that they're going to kill us. Yes. Yeah. 
I mean, I think we can yeah. okay. you just agree on that part. And then like the methodology of that, of course, Perfect. will vary. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and more than that, like I'm wondering, like, because it specifically says evil deeds. Right. So obviously the humans like consider you monsters is evil no matter what. Is there some sort of penalty in monster society for something that like monsters would consider evil? Like even like uh, like like among monsters, that is monstrous well, type of thing. The worst thing you can do is out the monster community to the oh, humans, right? So the I think the penalty for that is almost like a feud. It's like a almost like a blood feud because the the monsters will do everything to keep the humans from finding out the truth, including killing you and your family, your clan, your associates. Like, they are ruthless. So it is It is not just, like, you, you got drunk and told somebody you were a vampire. Mm-hmm. Well, you better hope that they are drunk, too, and don't remember, because mm-hmm. you're probably going to die anyway. Yeah. Just yeah. Or by, you have to take care you have to take care of that. Yeah, you have to take they, care they of They can't that. live. Right. Yeah. Be- before Yes. Yeah. Oof. Yes. And I think yes. it's just known and even though the monsters may have various issues among each other, if someone rings the bell of like the humans over here have found out and this is how they found out. Yeah. Like we will become a We will act as a unit. Yeah. We will act as a unit. It's really interesting because that is a situation in which we could both be the recipients of that, but like could be part of meeting out justice as well. Yeah, Quote, I've probably justice. done that. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's interesting. Probably <laughs> been someone you know arrested that has had that kind of hit out on them, and if I didn't yeah. take care of them, it would have really put me on the outs with monster society, probably killing me because I'm not a monster. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, I, have, <laughs> I have some monster blood <laughs> mm-hmm. and I have some aura, but like they, I don't have the protection of like actually sort of being a monster or having any sort of extra supernatural protection. So right. if I don't act completely in line with that, mm-hmm. I'm dead. Right. They won't think twice about killing me. Yeah. Turn over one of your blue cards, please. Yes. Or did you didn't do that already? Did nope. You? Nope, okay. I did not. I interesting. Um, so it is something is censored in our location. What is censored and why? Actually, you know what? I'm going to X that one because I feel like that just has a really okay. super clear answer in that like monsters. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Perfect. Okay. So if you want to use um, one of the other cards, yeah. just so you just uh, discard that one and draw one from the top. Okay. So. Um, our location has a valuable resource. What is it and how does it help us? There you go. So that is uh, Lost Brook has some valuable resource that helps everybody in the in the location, everybody in town. I just got to lean right the into this. Um, or the monsters, but I feel yeah, like since we're kind of making this a gold rush sort of situation, mm-hmm. I feel like we should just make it gold. There is gold in, in them, the their brook. hills. In the brook. Okay. People are brook. panning oh, for, yeah. for gold in the brook. We pan for gold. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, yeah, I think it's there. And so I think um, I think it helps, it helps us on a couple levels. I think it helps the town on the level that, like, 
we keep getting this boom, right? People keep coming into town to try to make their fortunes. Um, I think it helps us as a team slash as supernatural beings in that, mm-hmm. like, there is high turnover of population, mm-hmm. right? Nice. Um, so, like, especially me in particular, <laughs> like, if someone yes. disappears, people probably won't notice. <laughs> Or, like, they'll be like, oh, whatever, they left or something. But, like, so I think that um, in terms of, like, the supernatural underbelly slash our team, I think that the actual turnover of people because of the gold rush is actually super helpful in terms of protecting us. I love it. Absolutely. Very nice. Okay, perfect. So that is the end of the second round. That's, like, the location round. So I'm going to flip over one of the group cards, one of my purple cards. Uh, Oh, we got the fool, and it is inverted. So... How did our group first meet, and what 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 went wrong when we met? So it's always more fun to have things go wrong. It's always more how, fun to have things go wrong. Yeah. How old are you? Ah, uh, good question. I think I'm reasonably old, but not ancient. So like, I don't know, huh? The hundred years? I should be older than humans, right? I mean, you don't have to be. You I can know, be a young vampire. No, I like being older than humans. Okay. Then I-, I like I like hundred because you're like right in that zone where maybe somebody's old enough, like to maybe remember you, right. and be like, wait, uh, like they're like, like oh, I, I'm like a hundred and five, and wait, I remember you when you were twenty. Yeah, you looked like, exactly the same. Exactly the same. Yeah, <laughs> that's a fun like yes. danger thing for a GM to steal and love and play with. Yeah, uh-huh. absolutely. <laughs> so that's that's I'm like I like that because it's like right in that range, and it's also in that range of like before you're completely beyond like understanding a human life frame like time yeah. frame yeah but also old so, i yeah. i feel we- like i feel like so th- and this is related to what went wrong like i feel like we might have been thrown into some sort of situation um in which because i didn't know you yet and you didn't know me yet you had a monster aura I had a monster aura, and I was like, uh-oh, attack. And you were like, oh, God, I'm human. <laughs> I love that. Mm-hmm. I think you came to town after I did. Yes. Yeah. I think maybe I grew up in the Wild West. Sure. Maybe not in Lost Brook, but um, yeah, how old that are makes you? sense. Old enough that I should know better to stop sleeping with the vampire. <laughs> I mean, vampires, there's... They're hot. Right, know. and there's that element of danger, you know. Mm-hmm. I should know better, but I don't, so I'm probably 26-ish. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no offense to anybody in their mid-20s. <laughs> <laughs> well, it only keeps happening when, when you're drunk, I think. <laughs> right. It's a late night thing. Sometimes yeah. I just like to connect with the monster part of me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh my god, I love that. Yeah. So, yeah, you you came to town maybe after I started working with Sheriff Mayfield. Yeah. So I had a monster aura and a sheriff deputy badge. Yeah. And. You didn't know how to take that, so yeah, you just attacked. I think, yeah, and you know, late night out on just outside of town kind of situation. Yeah. Like, don't surprise me. I was in the middle of something. Yes. You and there didn't was absolutely, see anything. There was no sexual tension in that fight. <laughs> um, oh, shoot. 
Uh, can I? Okay, let me throw this out there and then tell me if it's okay. Um, yeah. What? So what if it was like I was out feeding? Yes. <laughs> you stumbled across me. Um, I was like, shit, deputy, and attacked you. And then yes. that was the first night we ended up sleeping together. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> so Perfect. awkward from the get-go. <laughs> Extremely yeah. so awkward. awkward. Yeah. So uh, point of clarification, what part about that scenario would you consider the part when something went wrong? I think the part where I attacked <laughs> her and all then the it? fact that we slept together. Yes. Probably yeah. all of that yeah, was bad sure. ideas. Yes. <laughs> But amazing. It's so good. Okay. Fantastic. (laughs) All right. So now we've done two rounds. We've done one round of character creation or character connections and one round of locations. So now we're going back to character connections. Okay. So we can flip it up though this time. Why don't you um, flip over one of your red cards? Okay. You tried to impress Celestia and succeeded. What did you do to impress them? Do you have thoughts on what is a thing that would impress you, Celestia? Um... Do you have thoughts? I I, that's why of- I was asking you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I can come up with something. Um, I uh, okay. So there was a time you can also exit if you don't no, if you're not excited about. I that got it. <laughs> okay. Um, there was a time when you were chasing down the squid, and you almost got him, and then he dropped one of those cherry bomb things, yeah. like smoke bombs. You like the the sheriff like gave up and and left like because everybody was just coughing choking on the smoke right and uh, and you stayed out of some sort of sense of determination as the wind started to clear the smoke away you just saw me walking through the smoke directly at Squid and like I just like grabbed him by the shirt. Because he had just done something that made me really angry, apparently. Grabbed him oh, by the shirt. Oh, he robbed the saloon. Oh, he robbed the saloon. I grabbed him by the shirt. Mm. I took the money back. And mm-hmm. I said, don't you dare step foot in my saloon again. And, like, dropped him and he ran. <laughs> yes. Nice. Which ties into why That's I fantastic. think you're also not willing to ask me to <laughs> deal with him. Because he would just <laughs> be dead. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's perfect. Uh, all right, Andy, flip over one of your red cards. All right. Ooh, this is going to be fun. Okay. You helped Beth at their lowest. How did you help them? Mm. You know, it's the Wild West-ish. <laughs> there is a doctor in town, and uh, the doctor might have uh, leeches. Oh. And th- this this is making me a little uncomfortable. Maybe I don't want to go this way. You, you, uh, you actually don't have veil. to go that, that, that way. Well, I, We're so- just going to veil... I know the doctor, and uh, because at one point, like, there was some issue where you couldn't go out to hunt. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Sure. And I got you blood. Cool. Nice. So, and we'll just veil how that happened. I, I okay. good. I agree. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. You were Perfect. sick or, or, you know, you had vampire pox or yeah. something. Something. Okay. Nice. I got right. the human box. Like <laughs> the human. <laughs> so nice, and I can see how that would build trust. Definitely. Yeah. So awesome. Very good. Okay, that was our second character connection round. So group question. All right. Ooh, we got the lovers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, there is another group that are our allies. Who are they, and why do we trust them? 
I feel like so I feel like there's some other like group of supernatural beings in town. Yes. Um okay. that we don't so like we're not directly working with them at all times, but like mm-hmm. um Ruben's one. Is Ruben one? Okay. Yeah. Because we agreed that he was some sort of a... Well, he's some sort of a creature. Yeah, so maybe, maybe, maybe Dudley runs the human side and Reuben runs the underground and Dudley doesn't know that Reuben is running the underground and is actually this very, like, forceful leadership person. I think that Reuben has some sort of, like, basically inner circle of people in town that is the, like reflection the supernatural reflection of what dudley has right that dudley does not know about (laughs) so like it maybe instead of clay the sheriff who's in dudley's sort of retinue i'm maybe not in reuben's retinue per se but when they need a law when they need a law enforcement i'm the one they come to to. yeah so we all know who they are we trust them because um like Ruben, Ruben basically functions as the person who like is the the decider for the supernatural stuff in town. Like, um, if there's justice that's necessary, or someone has a complaint or a disagreement or anything like that, I think that he's the one who handles all right. of that. And also throws magnificent parties. Mm, yes. <laughs> I mean, if you can get an invitation. I mean, yeah. I'm feeling vampire. But we don't have he to. Could, that, he, that would be hard, he, he, not being yeah. able to go out into the sun. I think that mm. he's something that has more flexibility than that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I, I feel like because of the relationship that we set up with him, like, he may have, like, honest feelings for Dudley, but I also think that, that doing something like a succubus or something where, like, he gains his power by being in that relationship because, yeah, like, the fact that he, you know basically has one side of his personality that he puts on specifically for Dudley and like right. the daylight world and then is a completely different personality. Oh, what if he's a male siren and instead Ooh. of the siren's call luring sailors to their death, uh, his siren's call lures people to trust him. Oh, I, I like, like that, that too. I like that a lot. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. it's, a, you know, right. not necessarily a song or anything but his mm-hmm. mannerisms and his words you know he's just very charismatic in that yeah, it's way like his charisma score is like a 30 <laughs> nice yeah oh I, I love that so much that's awesome. very nice yes oh my gosh i'm so excited about this game <laughs> <laughs> all right um so uh next round is location cards again okay. so why don't we go the same order we did last time just to like change it up a little bit okay um so, so- send it first Yep, I yeah. let me draw a new card. People in our location are superstitious. What do they ha. believe brings misfortune? <laughs> ah! God. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Andy, <laughs> the devil. <laughs> um, that's so interesting because it uh, I think so there was there was this instance actually with uh, with an older vampire who was in town for like a year or two and or or maybe not even that long for like six months um but like way back in sort of the founding days of the town i think before i even got here they he like he drank this specific moonshine one night and then like he actually got so drunk that he 
he didn't he didn't blend well right like he wasn't doing the things that you need to do to blend in with human society or to make sure that you look human um and have okay. human movements instead of like moving differently than humans because you're not actually human like all of those things right and they so people freaked out and they thought that this particular drink had done it to him uh, um he ended up he ended up um he ended up, uh, yeah, burning away in the sunlight the next morning, I think, because they didn't know what mm-hmm. to do with him. So they like put him in a cage or something somewhere and then he couldn't get away. Right. But so I think the superstition that lingers in this town is um, mm-hmm. is linked to like the alcohol that they're making. Like, okay. I think mm-hmm. there's a thing like no one brews on the night of a full moon or something like that. Okay. Right, because then if you do, then you'll you'll end up producing this cursed drink that was, you know, the reason that old Bastion went up in flames when the sun came up. Because if you brew under the under the light of the full moon, then the devil gets in your alcohol right. or something, right? <laughs> like, right, right. Okay. with the specific water from Lost Brook. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, there's yeah. perfect. Yeah. It's like some weird thing, but I think I so I and I think that they call it then the devil's brew, right? Like, and yes. that's like so that's like a yeah. curse. Or like just a local legend thing that people will reference and talk to or talk about. Or like um, if you don't trust someone, then you might. He is trying to make me drink the devil's brew. Like, you know. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. And nice. you probably occasionally have like really brash young city kids coming into your saloon <laughs> and being like, I want the devil's brew. And you're like, like I don't have that. GTFO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You think I serve that to people? You think people around here make that? People died. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. So, and just kind of recapping for our map. Um, so we've got the brook on our yes, map. Mm-hmm. We've got the saloon. Uh, the saloon. Yep. Yeah. We have the sheriff's office and the jail kind of like attached to it. Um, and so is there like a, a, a brewery or do you as the saloon owner, do people brew like in their bathtubs and bring it to you? Like, what do they do? Um, I think I think there's definitely like brewing in bathtubs happening. I think I I have some sort of more, more large scale production going on. Right. Okay. But it's not like I'm a microbrew. Like I'm not brewing like different kinds of beer or something like yeah. there is. OK. Do you want a beer? Good. I have beer your yeah. choice is beer <laughs> <laughs> um we also have um dudley and reuben waddle's house yes so mm-hmm. that's like this uh, like i'm picturing like a mansion it's definitely it's, the nicest one in town yeah, yeah. <laughs> i generally on these maps like i just draw like a square oh, yeah. and label things because i'm not an artist but we at least kind of know the the dynamics of where things are he, in the town he's got a roof. That, so. and that's the good side of town yeah yeah Oh, okay. So then now we've now established that there's also a bad uh, a, quote bad. Well, I think it's not. Well, there's a, a bad. There's a worse side, maybe. Yeah. Right. I don't think yeah. it's necessarily bad, but like there's the side of town because because we yeah. have so many people coming through town for the gold rush, right? Like we have a lot of people coming in and out of town trying to make their fortune very quickly and leaving. So I mm-hmm. think that there is um, like growing out of the town that has actual buildings. Um, up towards the brook itself, like in around that area. Oh, yeah. Um, there's like kind of a shanty, like tent. Yes. Like tent city. permanent, constantly evolving, constantly adjusting as people come in and leave and stuff. Yeah. Like that's just where people who are Perfect. not setting down permanent roots. Um, 
Yeah. They're they're coming into town for a month, they're seeing if they can make their fortune and they're leaving, right? So they don't Absolutely. they don't end up yeah. anywhere permanent. Very historically accurate. Yeah. Very nice. I approve. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very good. All right. Let's do the other uh, location card. Andy, do you want to flip your location card over? Our location. Oh, God, Senda. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. Our location <laughs> occasionally participates in a competitive event. Ooh. What is oh. that event? So there's a festival. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, okay. boy, here comes the festival. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it celebrates the first like the first day that gold was found so it's just like the gold festival and i think supposedly there's better luck around this time of year for for panning and maybe there's something geologically about that because maybe i bet it's in the spring melting snows bring more things down and the Mm -hmm. competitive event is Oh, I bet Dudley has something that they somehow put in the water that whoever finds it wins a bunch of money. Uh, and I'm just, nice. I'm, I can't figure out how they would do that, but they do it somehow. Yeah. Well, we say Dudley does it, but really it's Reuben, I think is the <laughs> thing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like a special kind of quartz that doesn't actually, isn't actually found in mm-hmm. the the brook or in the mountains so you know it's special and it's shaped a certain way and so there is a um it is a competitive event with Com- strict rules panning. around it yeah competitive yeah, competitive gold panning pa- gold panning yes looking for this nice. specific piece of quartz but they also have i think because this sounds like fun because it's a giant festival they also have a pie baking contest there are horse races like i think that there are just a bunch of competitive events like life in the west can be boring and Mm -hmm. so this sort of gold festival is a a chance to get together with people to do fun things to you know drink a a lot and competitively pan competitively pan (laughs) yep yes all right. That's, that's funny. I, awesome. I feel like Elizabeth is competitively pan as well. <laughs> I mean. See what I did there? Yeah, that was well done. Yeah. Disaster yeah. pan. <laughs> uh, what is the name of this festival? Oh, go- Gold Festival's boring. It is. And it can't be the Festival of Feet because we already did that. No, we did that. <laughs> Maybe the Festival of Luck? The Lucky Festival? Okay. Luck Day. Luck Day. Luck Day. I like that. Yeah. It's Lost it's Lost awesome. Brook Luck Day. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. All right. I don't know. I'm writing all this down. I don't I'd like Oh, oh. <laughs> We're not gonna run the campaign, they're but I love shooting. all the information. There's because oh, I, I keep forgetting there's shooting. guns. There's like shooting yeah. contests. Guns, they've got guns. They have guns. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's how I think that that's how clay displays his like because people know he's you know people know he's a bit of a himbo but he's a really good sharpshooter so mm-hmm. i like it uh all right um so finish that round so i'm going to do one of my group sure. cards together our group reached an important milestone what was it and how did we reach it and if you don't like my questions, you can also ask yeah. my questions. I can get a no, new No, I think the question is good. I'm just trying to think about it. Yeah. Um, important milestone. 
<gasps> Did you introduce me to sort of the local... Is a group of vampires a coven? Is that the right word? Or a murder? <laughs> Your local murder of vampires. I think I like murder better. Can, yeah. can I have a murder of vampires? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's super huge because I don't think that Lost Brook is necessarily, like, super no, big. No, So I think there's yeah, maybe, but- like, a couple of others. Right. Maybe they are more homesteader types. Oh, yeah. They don't mm. actually live in town. They live in, outside yeah. of town. Um, in the like area in which you come into town to get supplies and stuff. Um, right. Where if people disappear, you didn't know they were coming anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I kind of like that, but it's a little like, are you, am I introducing you to my parents? Like, <laughs> are they your parents? No, but I thought oh, we yeah. didn't have this relationship. <laughs> well, we didn't, but. I think there was something happened and you they needed human help. Yeah. Oh. But I don't know what it was. And so you were like, here is this human I trust. And I don't know what it would be though. Like Um, what if If we go back to how we actually met, Mm -hmm. because we fought, and then we had sex. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely lost the fight part, but... And then I feel like the next thing that would happen is that we would inevitably continue to fight, and then have sex. Like, fight for a month, and then have sex, and then, like, fight Mm -hmm. again. Would it make sense to you if the milestone was when we actually sat down and had a conversation and stopped fighting? Fighting? Yeah. Yes. Hmm. Because, like, up to that point, like, our our entire, the beginning of our relationship could be defined by that antagonism. And then apparently, yes. mm-hmm. like, undeniable attraction, since that's, like, how it went. Um, so those terrible <laughs> ideas. Um Right. So, like, I think that maybe the milestone is, like, now we can actually be friends. Oh, I like that. Yeah. We we couldn't for a while there because we were either Mm -hmm. fighting or fucking, right? Like there wasn't. (laughs) There wasn't anything else. And I'm sorry because I don't usually drop the F-bomb in this show, but like I had to say it. (laughs) So I think my werewolf parent wasn't around growing up. So it was my human parent who raised me and they only knew like horrible stereotypes about vampires. (laughs) Yeah, that makes complete sense, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. So like, so yeah, the milestone is that we 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 sat down and we actually figured out like our differences and right. how we could have a friendship and a relationship and work together. Yes, there might I have like been it. some sort of like event that would have um, made that happen, like something bad happened, and so we had to work together. So we had to figure it out. I don't know. Uh, we, we, can, like we can we can figure that like out. Something a, something a happened. Something yeah. happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meh. Nice. All right. So this is actually the final round of Decima. Mm-hmm. So you, you actually have purple cards left. So these are all going to be group dynamic okay. questions. So with us and the world around us. Um, so does anyone want to start our final round? I will. Yeah. Okay. Our group talked our way out of a serious situation. What was it and what happened? 
Now for this card, it's interesting because the inverse of it is fought our way out of a serious situation. But this one specifically, because of the way the card landed, you had talk to talk your way, your way out. out of it, which would probably be specifically challenging uh, for Beth Moon. I don't know what to... you're talking about. <laughs> um, I am completely calm and controlled. Um, actually, so this is really interesting to me if we connect it to our last one. Yes. Um, if okay. we end up in Perfect. a difficult situation, like we got caught in the mountains or something, I don't know. I don't know what would the impetus would have been, but like winter, you go up into the into the mountains for some reason, and then instead of turning around and being able to come back home, like we got caught in a storm. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Right. Um, something like that, and then and then. Um, and then I can't go out in the daylight and stuff. So we're like stuck in a tiny cave together for like mm-hmm. days. And we could have literally murdered each other. And instead, we actually talked this stuff through. <laughs> nice. Which is a warp on Very that good. card. <laughs> That's fine. No, I like it. Does yeah. that work? Because yeah. <laughs> it was our, it, totally. the difficult situation was like literally a snowstorm our situation. And, but it was our actual relationship right. being. Not good. And I think we saved face by, like, after things had cleared up, obviously, at night, like, when we got back to the, uh, when we got back to Lost Brook, I, like, you pretended to be injured in some way, so it was more like, yes, I was doing my deputy duty to find this lost citizen and help them, and... That's when the rumors started. Uh, <laughs> it all comes back. So, I mean, so by talking in this cave, you fixed your relationship, but you also came up with a great plan to get back to town alive and then to cover up why yes, you were right, gone. Yes. Yep. Nice. Fantastic. That's a great. great oh my God. Did I, I love it? Was I in such an emotional wreck over something that maybe I semi transformed and ran away because I was like, oh, what the heck is happening? Shit, son. Yeah. Yeah. And you were like, oh, Fuck, werewolf on the loose. Nice. Yeah. Well, you were saying that, like, one of the reasons that we end up um, sleeping together is because you get in touch with your supernatural side. Like, what right. if what if oh. we were, and it triggered something, and off you went half werewolf, and I was like, shit, and I had to go running after you. Yes. And then... I love that. We were in the mountains, there was a snowstorm. It uh-huh. figured some The sun out. came out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I really oh like that a lot. <laughs> So good. Oh, yeah. And it ties so, so many of the things we've already I was made par- together. That's I so was perfect. probably partially naked when I came back. Yeah, you were. <laughs> didn't help mm-hmm. the rumors. No, <laughs> it didn't. No. <laughs> You're like, meh. Uh, all right. That was, oh my God. I love so all right. Andy, oh, yes. your last card, please. Ooh. If someone was going to describe our group, what would they say is our biggest challenge or flaw? <laughs> oh. The biggest one? <laughs> well, it's not me. <laughs> Sometimes we can't concentrate because of our sexual chemistry. I really like <laughs> that. Yeah. And we still have That's to good. keep it, like, under wraps. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Oh, God, what I love is it's not the lesbian thing. No. It's because I'm the sheriff's deputy and can't, you know, be seen to be giving out favors to people. Right. Right. Also, whoever your actual love interest is, 
might not be into right. sharing you. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. there's like an eventual story arc where it becomes like a beautiful polyamorous weird triad or something. But I yes, think absolutely. going from the beginning, like you can't let them know. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, how do I tell I'm gonna just say they're a human that I also have a fuck friend who's a vampire. Well you you can't oh, tell them that yeah. part. No. Then everybody will get murdered. <laughs> oh, that's so good. All the things we've created all working <laughs> to create conflict together. Da-da-da-da. It's beautiful. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Last card. Uh, I'm going to flip it over. Uh, uh, our group broke something important. What What was it and why slash how did we break it? The water tower. <gasps> That's important. Because <laughs> the lost brook is too full of minerals and gold and stuff. Uh-huh. We can't drink out of it. Well, the other thing is, like, right. in depending on um, how hot it gets during the summer, like, the brook can go from a very full brook to, like, nearly dried up. Mm-hmm. So getting mm-hmm. through the summer, we have to have that water tower. Um, right. Yeah. I'm adding the water tower yes, to the map. Really. I think there was an epic <laughs> showdown that we can't tell anybody about because it was some sort of monster. Uh-huh. And it was mm-hmm. not necessarily a humanoid. Maybe it was some sort of more supernatural creature that was getting into a lot of trouble. And it became mm-hmm. sort of a... It, it. Oh, gosh. What kind of creature? I had, like, not necessarily mm-hmm. a sentient, but some sort of supernatural yeah, creature. For, the thing that's in mm-hmm. my head is, like, a wyvern, but, like, that's not necessarily genre-appropriate, but something like that could work. Yeah, yeah. that we kind mm-hmm. of had to take out, and so... In the process, accidentally took out the accidentally water tower Accidentally taking also? out the water tower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that didn't help the rumors <laughs> about us. <laughs> I really oh need to know who your love interest is. <laughs> Oh, it's okay. You don't actually have to come up with them. No, but like, I'm I really thinking about. Know. Oh, there's a really sweet general store owner. I think. Aww. Aww. Or no, 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 no. The the like head. I think there's like a head stock boy, who's like 21 at the general store, mm-hmm. and he's just so sweet. He's so sweet and so mm-hmm. innocent, and like, and he's and he's just like super into me, and and I just like I want to be that person that he thinks I am, and I'm not. Right. I love yeah. that so much. Poor, poor thing. It. Poor Johnny. Oh, Johnny. Johnny. Uh, Johnny Williams. The name of every unfortunate yeah. person in a folk song. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Very nice. Okay. And adding the general store yes. to and Johnny. Um, yeah. Very nice. Awesome. Okay. So that was our final question. Um You've come up with so much amazing stuff. I'm just looking at my notes and I want to run this campaign so badly. Um, So generally, this would be the point where you would do a jumping off point for a campaign and you'd have all this stuff. Um, You could go through anything else you like doing in session zeros. I always think... encourage people to have specific safety tools more than just the X card line to veils, all those things. Um, And, but for this, what what I generally do, because there are people who have ended up, even though it wasn't what it was designed for playing Decima as like a standalone game, because it can just be fun or kind of a great thing. Um, One thing I like doing for these standalone games is just kind of do a little bit of an epilogue. Like what, now that we have this world built, what do you kind of see happening with your character? Just kind of, where do you think they'd go? How do you see your, 
on again, off again, tumultuous relationship going. Uh, how is little Johnny involved? I probably shouldn't call him it's little okay. Johnny. Sorry about that. How is Johnny little involved? Johnny. <laughs> he used to be little Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. Then he was a man. <laughs> well, no, I think he was. I think he was orphan Johnny for a while. Oh, orphan Johnny. Okay. Johnny. But his You're optimism right. has just pulled him through. <laughs> yeah. So oh good. no. Yeah. He's too good for so, this world. Uh, <laughs> he is. Um, so yeah, do either of you have kind of an idea of where what you kind of see happening with your character? Um, I think maybe the best way to do this is to have like a brief moment of cinematic description Mm, of just like a snapshot in time for us, because, um, there's a lot of ways that this, this, this particular campaign, if we were to play it, starts feeling like a, um, kind of monster of the week with like ongoing plot buildup. Is mm-hmm. how I would run yeah. it, at least, um, yeah. which is oh, amazing. We did say Buffy. I know, I know, yeah. and it totally feels like that. It is great. It does. Um, yeah. So um, I think, like, just to get like a, a credit style snapshot of Beth um, is like there's the sun setting um, over the mountains. Um, and like the sounds mm-hmm. of the birds kind of going to sleep. And then um, the camera like just pans down from watching the sun um, to the salon and um, mm-hmm. and then to Beth um, like getting dressed in the basement where there's no windows. <laughs> um, <laughs> and like um, like um, you know, putting her hair up, coming upstairs. Um, Relieving the person no mirrors, who's no been windows. on day watch and like on the day shift, mm-hmm. and then like settling in with like um, uh, like wiping down the bar and kind of just maintaining her space, um, and just having mm-hmm. that like moment of like uh, there's the the like there's oh let's see probably um, there's like some sort of warm light glow candles etc happening and um, mm-hmm. like having that moment of just like. I like this place and I like being here and I'm still happy that I'm here and I'm going to protect this town, I think is sort of like the sense from that. Um, And I think Mm -hmm. the last shot is just her like um, wiping down the bar with the cloth and then like um, putting out the first beer in front of the, the next person who walks in. Nice. I like it. Very good. Andy, do you, (laughs) excuse me. Uh, Andy, would, do you have a, a kind of an epilogue moment for your character? Yeah, so um, Celestia into town Woo-hoo! on her trusty horse, Peaches. 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 I feel like your Stardew okay. Valley game is sneaking in. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Plead the fifth. Plead the fifth. Where's 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 my where's my goth girlfriend who uh, whose father owns the general <laughs> store? Oh my god, no! I, I don't have a father in town, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I did make the, somebody who works at the general store my love interest. Anyway. Um, you have a type. I might have a type just a little bit. <laughs> God. Um, and she she goes up to the, you know, the stables where she takes off the horse's tack and she brushes the horse and feeds the horse. I'm like, what else do you do with horses? I don't know. Walks back through town. She goes into the sheriff's office and like checks in with someone. And and um, behind her, as she's checking in, is a wanted sign, a wanted poster for Sammy mm-hmm. the Squid. Yes, wanted dead or alive at this point. With I a, think a beard that looks suspiciously like tentacles. 
Yes. On her way out, I think she she always looks at it and she always like gives the wall a little bit of a punch right on his face. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she goes and she goes into the saloon and she's the one that oh, uh, yes. Elizabeth is. Yes. I put is, a beer down in front of you. Yep. Yep. And we start chatting. Mm-hmm. Nice. Love it. Fade Very to black. Good. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. That <laughs> awesome. was Dilemma. Amazing. Okay. Um, really quickly. You guys did such a great job. It was Thank so much you. fun. It was very awesome yes. to play. Thank you for doing it for it, running it for us. Um, no thank you for being yeah. here. Really quickly, um, just so that uh, folks know again at the end of the show, can you tell us where people can find you on the internet? Yes, uh, I am at Golden Lasso Girl um, on all social media. Um, if you want to find Golden Lasso Games, we are at goldenlassogames.com. Um, and if you go to goldenlassogames.com slash decuma, which is spelled D-E-C-U-M-A, um, it's named after the Roman, uh, one of the Roman fates. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has the word deck in it, which makes me happy because mm-hmm. it's a deck of cards and it's super dorky. good. Super good. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you can check out, uh, you can see the whole team there. I have a fantastic all women team who are bringing this game to life with me. Um, artists, uh, my friend Samantha, Abria, and Mac are just fantastic. Um, and I, I'm very lucky to have very talented friends. Our Kickstarter is launching on February 2nd at 2 p.m. So again, zero two zero two two zero two zero. So February second, twenty twenty, at two p.m. So uh, very exciting, and you can go to Golden Lasso Games slash Kickstarter, and that will eventually redirect you to the Kickstarter once it goes live. It's very exciting. It's super cool, and it'll be all over Twitter, I'm sure, and we'll we'll try to make sure to have it on our Twitter feed as so. well um, for folks. Oh, that would be so anyway, great. Uh, Thank you so very, very much for playing with us today. And um, you have uh, just a couple minutes to stick around and uh, help us start our new Patreon initiative that we're doing today. Awesome. So um, thank you all so much for listening. We're going to keep Kimmy for a couple more minutes um, for some extra content that you can find in our Patreon feed. We hope you enjoyed episode 127 of She's a Super Geek. If you liked what you heard, you can head to sasgeek.com to find out more information or go to our Twitter at sasgeekpodcast. Again, you can follow us on Patreon as low as $1 a month and hear all of these great stories from the guests on our podcasts. We have a few more stories recorded and they are super good. You are not going to want to miss out on that content. Our theme song is Rock and Roll Play Baby by Kieran Strange. Find more online, kieranstrange.com, or on Twitter at Kieran Strange. If you like She's a Super Geek, check out other shows on the Misdirected Mark Network, like The Lounge. Doc finds the best, the brightest, the most fun game designers and sits down to have cool chats with them. You never know what conversation is going to come up in The Lounge. So go out, take a listen to that, and join us in two weeks for our next adventure. I'm ready, I'm waiting on the battleground She's a